He's been called a brilliant but mysterious and cold-blooded corporate titan by a New York Times journalist and seen by some as needlessly quantitative and data-driven. He became a millionaire at age 33 and a billionaire at age 35. In 2014, the International Trade Union Confederation named him the world's worst boss, while in the same year, the Harvard Business Review called him, quote, the best performing CEO in the world. He was one of the first shareholders in Google when he invested a quarter of a million dollars in 1998. His initial 3.3 million shares later became worth about $3.1 billion in 2017. A ruthless high school valedictorian and summa cum laude graduate of Princeton University, this man's focus, commitment, and astonishing vision has changed the online world in ways unexpected. This man is Jeff Bezos. Money Talks, Wealth Whispers. My name is Connor and I am fascinated by billionaires. How did they get so rich? Why is it so hard to get there? What advice can they give to the rest of us? That's what I'm here to find out. Join me each week as I examine a new member of the world's elite in the hopes of uncovering the secrets to vast wealth and study today's events to grow tomorrow's money. This is Billionaire Brainstorming. Born Jeffrey Preston Jorgensen in 1964, he spent his early years in Albuquerque, New Mexico. At age four, his mother divorced his biological father, later marrying Miguel Bezos, who then adopted young Jeff. As a youth, he spent many summers on his family's 25,000-acre ranch in Texas and had a natural affinity for anything technological. His parents did their best to nurture his limitless creativity. As he grew into his teenage years, he developed the Dream Institute, a center within his high school that promoted creative thinking in younger students. He later graduated and attended Princeton University, finishing school with a staggering 4.2 GPA. After traversing the job market for some time as a recent college graduate, he sought work at the New York investment bank D.E. Shaw and Company in 1990. Within two years, Bezos became the bank's youngest vice president at age 26. However, shortly after achieving what many people pursue for their entire lives, he quickly saw opportunity in the newly created World Wide Web. He was once quoted as saying, When I'm 80, am I going to regret leaving Wall Street? No. Will I regret missing the beginning of the internet? Yes. And in 1994, he moved to Seattle to open Amazon one year later, running it out of his garage with only a few employees and the $300,000 given to him by his parents to kickstart the operation. Despite strong faith in the initial idea of Amazon, Bezos did warn investors that there was a 70% chance that it would fail. Two years later, Amazon went public. 
Despite criticism amid Amazon's IPO in 1997, Bezos told many news sources that Amazon would surpass other bookstore retailers such as Barnes & Noble and Borders thanks to the exponential growth of the internet. Barely two years later, his confident prediction came to fruition as he grew a net worth of roughly $10 billion. In the early 2000s, Bezos diversified his company by launching Amazon Web Services and later releasing the first edition of the Amazon Kindle in 2007. Now, some 13 years later, he is the second richest man in the world, having only recently been passed by consumer electric vehicle tycoon Elon Musk. From a distance, Amazon's success seems simple. Bezos appeased the public's demand for convenient online shopping and the concept sort of carried itself forward. But those who worked closely with Bezos would say otherwise. Journalist Brad Stone wrote a book about Bezos called The Everything Store, Jeff Bezos and the Age of Amazon, describing him as, quote, a demanding boss as well as hyper-competitive. In this book, Stone writes that Bezos was cold, demanding, and in some cases downright insulting to his subordinates, many of whom recall Bezos' fixation on data when making key decisions. However, despite his seemingly monstrous corporate behaviors, he has exhibited some kind-hearted displays of philanthropy. For example, in February 2020, Bezos pledged $10 billion to combat climate change through the Bezos Earth Fund and also donated $100 million to food banks through Feeding America amidst the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So what does all of this mean for you? Here's what we know. Sometimes the answer is right in front of us. Don't discount the obvious. When implementing a new business venture, listen to the naysayers, but don't let them deter you. And look for potential in new startups, especially those that seem different from the rest. And that's all for now. So take what we've learned today and look towards tomorrow. And maybe, just maybe, you'll brainstorm your way to a billion dollar idea. Thanks for listening.